gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The burst of Booker for the long range. Welcome everybody to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am your host, Gavin, and we are here with two of our favourites, Boyd and Justin. Boyd, how you doing, man? Bloody unreal, mate. How are you? I'm fantastic because we kicked off a show and you didn't drop out. There's no audio issues, anything. It's great. I'm on a laptop. An old someone's, fucking laptop. Someone's, someone's, someone's growing up. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if it's going to... This, this, in his tech this thing life. is so old, it could blow up mid-pod, uh, mid so... Yeah, just bear with me. I may have to do the switcheroo to the phone at some stage, but it's, um, working. it's good to it's be here. Uh-oh. Working beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> we, we spoke to him. Oh, no, he's back, sort of back. Um, how are you doing, Justin? Gavin Boyd, doing fantastic, gentlemen. As you can see, it's a beautiful day here in the Valley of the Sun. So outside of, you, you know, there being a, an NBA game on right now and, the sun's not being involved in any of that. Fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. And thank you for having me, as always. If I keep looking around, I'm looking to see, like, make sure nobody yells at me. Like, you can't do that out here. What's um why don't you tell why don't you tell the fans where where are you exactly? Where are you doing this pod from? Exactly. You want me to divulge my location? Yeah, so what if I have like a crazy stalker right. out there and they're gonna come? I mean, you can see so I mean, right behind me. Can you see it? Oh, here, can you see it? That's that, that yes, that's yes. if you do not know that is Camelback Mountain back there. I'm at the, the beautiful village racket and health club, um, where I just stopped off after hitting some golf balls down the road at a local driving range to, to, to take in a quick uh, sauna and cold cold bath and uh, shower and then hop on with you gentlemen. So that's well, where I am. And I guess where you where you're probably getting at is I'm directly across the street from. The Phoenix Suns practice facility as well. Anybody that knows Phoenix knows that this is where that is. So maybe if maybe if, if we go if we go long enough like we tend to do when I'm on this podcast, as we can already see why, because I'm talking over you. Uh maybe I'll just mosey my way on over there and Wander see what, what what's well, up. We could have we so could what's have the worst the that could happen? Practice, we have could have the Suns practice facility live on our podcast today. That's why everybody needs to jump on and stick around. If you're here, hit the like button, subscribe button, all that sort of stuff. This could be our first ever fully sober Aussie Suns fans pod too. Um, Congratulations, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm having a, a couple of weeks off the beers, so um, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, and Boyd's on the coffee as well, so that's great. But what I was going to say, Justin, is you're a lucky bastard because right now – I should be planning um, my trip to come over to watch the Suns in the NBA Finals in about 10 days' time, but fuck! Hey, you know, you got to stop talking every year about how you're going to do that because, you know, you're 0 for 2 since I've known you. And, you know, I have have multiple theories on what the issue could be with the Suns, and I'm talking, like, externally, what a jinx might be, you know? 
and you, you might be involved in one of those theories, Gavin. I'm just saying. So, well, uh, all I'll say is I'm I'm with you there. But if we go back and wind it back, the Suns are undefeated in playoffs while I'm in America. That's a good point. So, alternatively, you just have to move to America. So it's John Voida's fault. That's actually between the both of you. He's a fucking. There's no. There's no evidence. There's no evidence to the contrary of it being Voida's fault. So. Uh, sons lose when void is there so um uh, great guys that are in the chat make sure that you uh you comment so that we don't have to keep putting void's own comments up like this um where he talks to himself um it's because he has a computer and a phone now oh it's all it's all happening <laughs> let's let's look at let's look at the fun that lies ahead of us as sons fans we're going into an off season that Normally, look, let's go back a few years. The off-season was all about what we do in drafts, everything like that. Last year, the off-season was all about Kevin Durant. This year, the off-season is about coaching and potentially other big moves within the organisation. I think this one might be the most hectic off-season, is my prediction, that we're going to see um, as Suns fans over the next few weeks. Let's start with the coaching merry-go-round. There's plenty of names that have been floated. We spoke about it a little bit on our last pod as well, but we have a um, we have a, a fantastic guest here as well um, who spoke about it on his own podcast uh, that we listened to recently, which we loved because twice on the way in and on the way out of that podcast, they abused Boyd, which is a fantastic, um, fantastic thing for me, something that I love. But what do you I like, see? I like how I like how Gavin ignores the fact that I I, I gave him some shit too for you, you did know, give me some shit, but I ruining I my Saturday it. night last night. I got so excited, and then I got more excited, and then I got tired, and then I got more excited, and then you know, thirty seven minutes after we were supposed to record, he's like, "You, you ready?" <laughs> I do it. I do apologize for that. Also, one. it was but, Mother's Day. No, dude, it's fine. It, it was no, Mother's Day. You know, it did. It's funny because I actually I texted somebody and I asked about recording over the weekend. Um, and and he was, I was like, Saturday or Sunday, man? He's like, I can't today. You know, tomorrow's Mother's Day. And I was like, good point. So I'm, I'm bravo to you for even making the effort on Mother's Day. But anyway, back to the point. What do I think no, about the Sun's coaching search? Oh, so, well, then what the hell? Oh. oh no! I'm Hold on. on. Yeah, I thought was. you. I thought you said something. Oh, when you said yeah, it's it was, Mother's it Day, you meant yeah. like here or? No, no. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I've caught back up now. It was Mother's Day here, but my wife was at work, so I was able to do it. Oh, so you have no excuse then for? That's that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Anyway, just let's move on. I'm. I'm out. I'm leaving. You just need orders. <laughs> um. So, what do I think is going to happen with the Suns coaching search? Oh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, let's let's talk about the names then. So the the major ones at the moment are Nick Nurse, um, Ty yep. Lue, um, uh, yes. Bud, and yep. I, now I'm starting to see the Doc Rivers shit, which yep. I knew would happen as soon as he got fired. But so please no. So let's let me say this about Doc Rivers. I was actually sorry. I've had an eventful today. Before I went to to to, to the driving range, I also had soccer practice this morning as, as you guys maybe saw on twitter I, I i stepped in for penalty kick practice and played a little goalie against my eight and nine year old girls um 
only let one goal in. It was a really good shot, not going to lie. Uh, but after that, I was at a end-of-year party for my youngest for school, and I was talking to one of the dads there who happens to be a Sixers fan. And he brought up Doc Rivers in the context of the Suns coaching, you know, Serge. And he's like, you want just like Monty Williams again? Because that's exactly what you're going to get. Like, the, the, the whole dynamic. My biggest problem is that we plotted through the playoffs was I continued to feel like Monty Williams lost that locker room. Guys didn't seem like they were responding to anything Either that or he just wasn't trying to coach, period. And look, okay, we can all say we know Monty gets out coached in the playoffs we've seen it year after year, but look, that was that was pretty deplorable, right? But same thing happened with that locker room in Philly. That's why Doc Rivers is gone. And and like I said, that dad was telling me exactly that. He goes, That's a, that's a crazy name because it's just gonna be Monty Redo, you know, and I, I don't see any way that it ends up being him. I just don't. And I do agree. I, I do agree with the uh, comment that it, it did seem like Monty. Oh, towards the back end of the finals, it just seemed like KD and Book were coaching the team out on the floor and doing whatever yeah. they wanted. Well, I mean, if there was even any coaching going on, right? Because it just seemed like they were playing. It was it was them playing hero ball so much. Yeah. And yeah. Again, and that's it, what we it, need. It, none of it made any sense. That's it true. wasn't even like, oh, they're just missing shots. It was like, yeah, they're missing shots. It's because they're, they're playing one on five, two on five. And we that's what we need. We need somebody to come in that is able – look, running plays is great. And Monty – well, let's be honest. We were we were probably spoiled over two years with the, the set plays that the Suns ran for a long, long time. But once KD went in, that disappeared a little bit. And so – but it, it just looks to me like we need a coach that's able to come in and actually control that dynamic, um, have those guys play. I hate to yeah. say it, but a Steve Kerr, who knows how oh. to speak to these type of guys. So that's an interesting name. And, and, and oh, Jesus, okay, let me – I will just start there. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Steve Kerr. Because I, 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 I feel very strongly that Bob Myers is going to end up in this one's front office this offseason. Um, I know Steve Kerr is kind of like Ty Lue, but I think Kerr has one year left on his deal too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he does. So, but 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 if Bob Myers, you know, and, and for all intents and purposes, Bob Myers is gone, right? They, they they're not renewing, so yes. he's either nowhere or somewhere. Uh, and again, I, I I have a strong feeling he's going to end up here. Maybe that that triggers something with Kerr. Who knows? Uh, now, is that necessarily the guy to bring in? Because I mean, I I, I don't know. I just don't I, – I haven't even really thought about Kerr as a coach because the guy, and, and I'll now circle back, the guy that I would love is Ty Lue. I mean, he makes he, – he checks every box that we need now that Monty's got us where we are, and that's one thing that is, is shouldn't be lost on anybody. And and like I said on our pod the other day, I'm, I'm like maybe the one person that wasn't all like, oh, poor Monty, like so sad about Monty getting fired. Look, it happens. It is what it is. It was the right decision, um, but I don't know why I brought that up. Where was I going? Somebody help. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I don't know where you're going either, there, Justin. But um, oh, Bob Myers. Oh, hold on, Ty Lu, Ty Lu. Sorry, hold on. Ty Lu, And then I'll stop, and then I'll be quiet for like ten minutes. I promise. Ty Lu. <laughs> He, he, he checks those boxes like, you know, we've gotten to the point where what do we need? We need a guy that is going to be able to out strategize the other coach in the playoffs because the regular season is what it is. Your talent can get you where it's going to get you in the regular season. 
but coaching really starts to matter in the playoffs. And that's why you see Eric Spolster taking a freaking eight seed and, and being up 2-0 in the conference finals, right? Half Filipino, by the way. Uh, so Ty Lu, we saw what he did with a depleted Clippers team against us in that first round. I'm sure we won it in, what was that, five? But every game was a grind. They won the first game, and Devin Booker was playing out of his mind, right? So it wasn't like it was just a, a cakewalk. Um Willie Green is the type of guy, you know, makes you start thinking, hey, Willie Green was pushing a lot of those buttons behind the scenes that we don't know. Um, but, yeah, Ty Lue's the type of guy that I think makes makes all the sense in the world outside of the part where how do you get him? Now, he's, um, he's certainly one of those guys that commands respect to throughout the league. Um, and I think, I think you've seen that with the relationship he has with Bron and with these other guys. So... Um, it's brown. Get it right. Which is so ridiculous, bro. Your name is Braun. Like, just what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Sorry. Why? Boyd. Um, welcome. Welcome. To, welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames. Um, what do you, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> what, what, what would you like to say about this, Boyd? Well, first up. First up, I um I want to reference someone that I I, I think usually has garbage takes um, is Reggie Miller, and he had a take during the week on um, Monty should have been afforded at least an off season and maybe part of the season to, to to see what he had with KD and what he could sort of produce. And now I'm gonna leave the Monty shit behind now. Um, I've harped on enough about it. It's and as Duarte said in your pod, very, uh, he put it in, in a nice way. Like I was being defensive and, um, I was, and, um, but he reckons I've fucking lost it. So, um, <laughs> well, so, well, in a polite, as polite as I can be, fuck you, Duarte, um, for not agreeing with me, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, look, I think moving on to the uh, next coach, um, Obviously, I've still got a hard on for JJ Redick. Um, probably won't happen though. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Kevin Young getting a go, um, just because of that familiarity uh, factor. But um, GMs, we were talking about GMs before. Bob Myers, um, Justin, weren't you the same guy that um, um, shat on? the Golden State Warriors for the way that they handled multiple things with Jermon Green. 100%. And that's exactly why I said, I don't know if Steve Kerr's that guy. I don't know what Bob Myers, I'm sure he obviously would have something to do with that as well. well Bob but Myers, ultimately, Bob that's Myers, Kerr's, that's Kerr's, team. That's Kerr's up, locker room. He that's might, the he thing might, for me. He might come over without Steve Kerr. Bob yeah, exactly. He very well might. I'm all for that too. Look, ultimately, well, he, you can't he's a G, but he's a GM. He's a GM that condones all of that stuff. And you've got multiple tweets throughout the season. Is deploring a word? Deploring. So hold on. Are you telling me you know that he condones it? Because how do you know he didn't say, "Hey, Steve, I want to punish him," and Steve Kerr went, "No," and that's Steve Kerr's locker room, and that's what went. If you're telling me you know that that's he's not what happened, boss. then okay, you have a point. But otherwise, he's hmm. Steve Kerr's boss, isn't he? Do you think do you think James Jones told told Monty Williams how to operate the locker room? Yeah, there's no when it comes GMs to, don't do that. Not on the day-to-day -day stuff, but this is bigger. 
This is a bigger. Well, it's not. Thing. It's a it's a it roster decision. It's, 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 it's not. It's not about a locker room with a um, a little argument. It was pretty. It was pretty. Um, it's a guy who's renowned for doing that shit all the time. Yeah, right. but this is the thing. This this incident got leaked, right? Do you think that that sort of shit doesn't go on in practice and in pre-seasons? It, it happens all the time. Yes, I very I very much think that kind of stuff does not happen on a regular basis in the NBA. That was a that was a, that was a that was a cheap I mean, shot haymaker that, 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 that legit level. injures them. No, okay. no, 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 no I just, but scuffles and fights and and stuff like I that. Just that's different. Well, that's different. I just wanted to not, draw a line that. Justin, we're now you are now somewhat okay with a guy that you were very much. And no, that's okay, not true at all. Because you're, you're, I, I see what you're trying to do, and now you're just saying your conclusion without having any evidence to back it up, and that doesn't. Yeah, you work. need to bring. You need to bring the, evidence to the, the table, tweets, but there was you. You tweeted multiple times throughout the season. Uh, see, even his internet's like, no, stop. Or is that my yeah. internet? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Look, I um, cut out for you, Gavin. By the way, Kevin Young. Um, I, I, that, if I had, if I was a betting man, I, that's who I, I would, I would pick. As of right now, like I, I get, I get the infatuation with Tyler. You, I have it, but I don't know what's happening. Oh. Oh, there you are. You're back. You're back. Can you hear me? All everything you just, yeah, everything you said pre. Oh, that's weird. Apparently my, apparently my. I could hear everything, Justin. I could hear it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this is weird. Oh, really? Yeah, that know. must have just been me. That's okay. I don't know what's I don't know what's real anymore. Um, <laughs> but Kevin Young uh, is is the guy that I'm kind of starting to lean towards, uh, only because again I get the fat infatuation with Ty Lue. I'm there with everybody, but what does he have? How how is that going to happen? We just don't have the assets to make a trade, and even if we had the assets to make a trade, are the Clippers going to be like, all right, go to a inner inner uh, inner division rival i don't know do you guys um, anyway. are you guys does it sit okay trading i just feel like the coaching stuff should be separate to the like the the stuff that assets that become on-court product like draft picks and stuff like that i always have a trouble with them types of trades when we saw doc doc rivers go from where'd he go from was it the celtics Celtic, to, uh, clippers celtics, to the celtics or the yeah, other the way clippers, celtics to yeah. the clippers there was, um, to the Clippers, I think. Yeah. there was multiple assets. And I, as a fan of the team giving out them assets for a coach, is um, is it's hard for me to swallow. I get it. It, it can, it can, you know, you know, pay dividends in the, in the grand scheme of things. I just, I don't like it. Um, so what I, yeah, look, if Tyloo was to come on board, um, I, I'd, I'd prefer it be cash considerations, more along them lines. Hopefully, something. If he's not. In their future, maybe we could get away with something like that. Um, but yeah, how much? Yeah. How much? How much can? How much does one? I think I said it on our podcast. Right? How much does one billionaire pay the other billionaire for the other? Well, it's capped. Coach? It's capped. I think I was reading an article where is there? Re- oh, is there really a cap on that? On, cash on considerations, considerations yeah, for coaches. Well, I don't I think for, for coaches. I think for that's players, see, that's what I'm getting at. It's like uh, it's. It, I'm sure there is for players, but yeah. And that's what I was saying. I was talking with Dan about that the other night. Is you know, if Monty gets picked up somewhere, what happens? Like, are the Suns still paying him in full? And he's going to. And as far as I know, the answer to that is yes. Uh, that's yeah. not and the answer is yes. Players, you know. So, but different topic. Yeah. 
Yeah, so look, I, I think it's capped at, well, the article I was reading said uh, the cash considerations factor is capped at around about the $6 million. And I don't, I think it rarely gets to that number, but that's the absolute height. Now, for play, previously, well, I think it's, I think it's, well, I think it's for both because Does it? now we're in, we're in situations where um, coaches are being traded on the same platform that allows you to add draft picks, which is a, which is an on-court asset you know what i mean so i'm guessing it's got the same rules as the general cash considerations cap but um who knows it could but, be different but, but, but the cash considerations cap would be something that's in like the cba and i don't think the coaches are subject to the cba and draft picks i could see being outside the context of the cba too just because they're while they turn into players they are not technically players until they do turn into I feel like you being a lawyer with aspirations to work for our grand club, you should probably be across this, mate. It's a little bit disappointing. Well, let's um, let's across across all the all the rules here. You should be let's, the expert. Um, oh. You got your resume. You got your resume in. <laughs> I'm well, sure you well, look here. Here's what here's what I'll tell you is I I I I said that that deal that the Suns announced with the new media. Uh, company was yeah. absolutely going to going to get shot down in bankruptcy court right when right when all that shit came out. So I got that going for me. I have no idea how they let that happen. It's crazy. But anyway, different. Oh, different, sorry. Uh, Hang on. Different we'll just podcast. quickly. That's still going going ahead, isn't it? Didn't he just pay him yeah, out? So, yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Is they, 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 I don't know why they went about doing it the way they did because the deal is absolutely going to go forward. Still, <laughs> nothing's going to eventually prevent it from going forward, but. They effectively just jumped the gun because because the the current broadcast companies in bankruptcy and you for not to get into detail I won't get into detail but long story short you have to get approval for the bankruptcy from the bankruptcy court to do something like that even if that deal was expiring because the company the bankrupt the company in bankruptcy still had an interest in the deal since they had that right of renewal so it could have happened very quietly and very easily without there being a lawsuit where it gets shot you know basically. Um, you know, voided, and they're going to eventually just have to do it again. But it's one of those things where, and I think I tweeted this before, it's going to eventually just cost the Suns some money, and yeah. they kind of have egg on their face. But my my, my inclination is I, I kind of think Ishbia, because they had to vet that out. I, I almost feel like Ishbia was like, whatever, let's just announce it because I want to get that out there already, even if it's going to cause some legal issues and cost some additional money down the road. I, I, I like the, the, the PR being out there, which, you know, if, so, if that's the case, so be it. But still kind of a weird situation. Well, while we're um, while we're talking about the coaches, before we wrap it up, let's bring in Suns coach Earl Watson. Um, on mute currently, but we'll, uh, we'll see whether they're still here. Suns coach Earl Watson, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Big fan of Devin Booker. This guy sounds like, sounds like, sounds like Trump. <laughs> Who? I'm not. I'm unfamiliar with them. But I will say hey. this: I'll gladly take the the position back if you guys want me back in the valley. A real story. This will be really quick. I promise. Earl Watson related. Today, I found found out that I know the dude that Eric Bledsoe was with at the hair place when he tweeted out, "I don't want to be here." You found out who it was. True it was story. His wife. No, I, I know, no, I know that like where they were, like the place. The, a oh. guy I know owns it. I got ah. some, I got some, 
I guess some fun insight from, from him on the stuff that I won't share right now. Why not? <laughs> We're all about exclusives here, mate. Why not? So Earl, uh, I don't I don't I don't have authorization. Oh. Earl Earl um what's uh outside of yourself obviously, who uh do you see as the Suns next coach? What are your thoughts? Uh you know, I just gotta say Patrick Ewing a guy that's been in the league for quite some time, around the league, in the league, uh, longtime assistant coach, uh, recently uh, came available as he is leaving Georgetown as the head coach at college ranks. And I just do not understand how a guy with a Hall of Fame basketball record and over 10 years as an assistant basketball co coach in the NBA, now a head coach in college ranks, has, does not even get mentioned at this point. It's an interesting. I can't believe you're. Uh, are you being serious? Hundred percent. Like, no, I, I, I know it started off a little bit as a joke, but like now I'm actually just like, if people like Steve Nash can become a head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and then obviously, you know, we love Steve in Phoenix, but like he did burn out real bad in Brooklyn. Like, why is somebody like a Patrick Ewing not getting a chance? Um, because he wasn't a good coach. Yeah. Well, Kota Kid said it best in the chat when he said, Patrick Ewing, Georgetown record is booty, though. Now, I'm guessing booty go. means ass. Yeah, yeah, that's, good. that's not good. That's not good. That's true, but Georgetown in general has been bad since Patrick Ewing left uh, there about, what, 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, look, I, so let's... Let, let's go back. What I'm going to do here, we've got to wrap up the coach talk because there's plenty more um, oh. that we need to speak about. Um, one word, pick your coach. Let's go, Boyd. JJ Reddick. Justin. Against my better judgment, Ty Lue. So Matt Ishby is going to somehow make this happen. Jake. I'm going to go with Nick Nurse because he's actually available, and I just don't really buy into this hype that we can uh, steal Ty Lue away yet. I'm with uh, Justin. I think that the Ty Lue thing happens um, some way, shape, or form. I think he's currently negotiating a deal with the Clippers, um, and apparently that's not going very well. Uh, I, there's well, rumors of frustrations that he had within the organization, so I'm going with Ty Lue as well. I think, okay, I think well, he should be able to make it happen. I'll change mine to Eric Spolstra if we're allowed to get people who are under contract elsewhere. Dude, Thank you. the difference is the difference is Eric Spolstra doesn't want to leave Miami. But there's plenty I mean, of talk that Ty Lu wants to leave the Clippers. Do you have dinner with him last night or something, mate? Okay. Yeah, okay, well, okay. I, I can guarantee you that Ty Lu's more of a chance than uh, you can have my house if it's Eric Spolstra. <laughs> I'm just going to say Greg Popovich, Careful. half German, by the way, uh, would be phenomenal, and he does not want to sit through a rebuild in San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. Literally There's literally never heard anybody brag about being German before as a first. He's, <laughs> he's MAGA nuts, dude. You can't, you can't stop him. Right, can't stop yeah. him. They're out of control. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Next one. What do you see? as the major changes to our roster moving forward. And we'll get into the rumours about trades and everything after this. But where do you see the biggest changes happening to our roster 
over the offseason. And remember, this is all high level. There's plenty of rumour and shit to go ahead. Um, but what do you see? Justin, you can kick this one off. Where do you see our major changes happening? Who's going to go? I don't know. I have no idea, man. Um, I, Chris Paul. If, if I, I'll pick one guy, I think I think we're going to find a way to turn Chris Paul's contract, which despite the fact that obviously he's declining, he's getting hurt more often, uh, it's still, as it's structured, uh, something that can be enticing to a team and maybe work some you know third team in that has some some draft picks get them to throw some of those in to maybe make something you know uh, that's that's palatable for the suns but it's it's just it's really hard to see what's going to happen i mean i i think something wild's going to happen i think multiple wild things are going to happen this offseason it's just a matter of like what it's going to be because you know i sit here i'm saying i think it'll be chris paul that goes if if you know October rolls around and DA's gone and Chris Paul is still here, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, it's just there's so many different ways that it can go. It's just a matter of what's going to be available out there, um, which we have no idea of, and also what the Suns think of these guys. I mean, okay, look, I think the the the, the opinion of Chris Paul is probably saying that everybody else has, and that's he still has some something left in the tank in terms of he can still play the game, but he's not Chris Paul. Anymore. Um, DeAndre Ayton, we don't know, right? Internally, is the team sitting there going, DeAndre Ayton isn't the guy that we expected him to be or he's nowhere close to it? Or is it internally the team sitting there going, Monty Williams was causing a lot of the problems with DeAndre Ayton? I'm starting to lean more towards the latter, uh, which is why I think, again, I say Chris Paul will be gone. DeAndre Ayton will still be here because I, I, I just, I don't think that, I don't think James Jones has given up on DA yet. Um, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Ishbia, though. That's 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 the that's the big X factor in all of this, and that's why I thought it was pretty much a done deal that Monty's going to get fired because of Ishbia. So God only knows because you know, Ishbia is here for eight hours and trades for KD. But now we have to get a roster put together that's constructed to have those two top heavy guys. So that's going to be a challenge for James Jones. But and I think um, you know, we've seen him do stuff. I think I think it was a real. Um, I th- I certainly think it was a real thing that there was some friction there between Monty and Da, which could potentially see Da yeah. sticking around and uh, a coach coming in that can maximise what we get out of Da. Um, but this is also something that I potentially believe as well is that uh, Devon and Da don't get along. Yeah, but um, but here's Devin, but Devin, dude, book, book's a hooper, right? So yeah, they don't get the along mindset, because right? because it's of what mindset. DA, yeah, DA produces and DA DA shows that effort. That that that's something that I think can change. I don't think that's a personality thing. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I tell people I was again talking to guys earlier today about this. Everyone that's like uh, DA's garbage, blah, blah, blah. guys, we we've seen it, right? We know it's there. Something's impacting. It. So it's just a matter of money. Let's see. And maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't money. If he, the Suns keep him and he still performs the same way he has been, then it wasn't. But there's only one way to find out. And yeah. God, imagine trading him and he just goes to another team and just starts fucking dominating. Yeah, well, I think um, I think the biggest thing with DA is going to be, I, I think from an Ishbia, and this is, again, just my personal opinion, from an Ishbia and James Jones position, 
the package is going to have to be phenomenal for them to move in. It's, it is going to have to trigger something. Now, there's teams around the league, and I know that, the well, we listen to Gambo and all that sort of stuff. They're pushing right now that the Suns are out there shopping, almost shopping DA as, look at what Mikael Bridges did when he left and what he yeah. <laughs> would be able to do. Um, so, but honestly, it's going to be about the needle, right? If if the trade for DA doesn't move the needle, I don't think they'll make it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> can I just? It's really, it's really hard to. I think. I don't think we see two out of the top four guys in. So KD Booker stay, um, but DA and Chris Paul. So three and four, or four and three, however you have them. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think we see both of them move. I think we see possibly one of them, and I think. I think it's really it's really hard to fucking get a gauge on this where we're not we don't know we've got no sort of uh, history with Ishbia to find out what he sort of likes um, and we know he likes KD everyone likes KD but I think there's a there's still a lot to be seen we're going to learn a lot about Ishbia in this current off season but also there's another set of lenses that need to be run over this and it's whoever we hire as a coach that could really speak yeah. volumes as to which one of that three and four piece that we end up moving. So if we get someone that's really good with bigs, that's, you know, got a track record of being able to get the best out of that type of a player, you might see a DA stay, but yeah, you just, I think, I think there's another set of lens that needs to be looked at this roster and it's going to, it's going to be the head coach. And I think we'll know a lot more then, but look, I think at, as it stands now, I think it, it, we may, we may just see that, our top four come back and us just build around the fringes and um, hope hope that we have some players willing to take unders to come and play for us. That's, that's, that's a big unknown too, is like what kind of, what kind of gravity is the combination of book and KD going to have in terms of players wanting to be here? I mean, we, we have to expect that it's going to make players want to be here just to what extent and who is yet to be seen. That that'll be another yeah another reason why this is going to be a really interesting offseason. So, uh, Earl Watson, what would you do for DA? Well, I, I think the challenge right now with DA is that his stock has never been lower, right? I mean, there's all these questions about it. So it's to me, you, you know, I think kind of exactly what Justin said is if there's a movable big contract right now is probably Chris Paul's because it will actually expire. It's pretty sizable. You know, you're getting a quality player and you only have to pay up for one year. And if you want to tank for, I don't know, I guess picks, but uh, maybe that wouldn't work exactly. But if you want to get off some other contracts that might be kind of more enticing with DA, it's hard, it's hard to analyze because I'd have to, I, I kind of always wondered what Monty's assistant, coaches were also doing that nobody seemed to be pulling DA aside and actually showing him like, Hey, you have a low motor. Uh, you need to like box out better. You need to show up and play this way. And it just never seemed to really be cutting through. And I get obviously Monty at the end was the head coach, but I don't know. To, to me, it's just hard to determine. I, I'm a, I, I was probably a big DA stand, but now watch me hedge my bet and just say, you know, I think whoever the new coach is, uh, I think there's going to be a big meeting between him and DA.
to say, okay, is this the kind of guy I want to try and help build around um, and have be kind of the third big piece? If not, um, probably try and play him real hard until the trade deadline and see what kind of value build we can get for him. And I think that's a decent point. Um, that I think there's a really, really big chance that we bring that new coach in, the Chris Paul uh, contract does get traded and we, we look at how that works. Um, and we keep DA to see whether or not his output works up until the trade deadline. And what, one thing with DA too is, at least as I recall and I seem to think, there, there, there's, there's like a correlation between his engagement, his involvement on the offensive side, and then his engagement on the defensive side. Um, and, and I think the way the offense, and look, obviously, even before we got KD, when you have Book, the offense isn't going to go through DA, but it can, go, it can on occasion. Like there, that, that's a guy that just based on his 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 size, right, and his ability, because again, we've seen it, should be getting a significant number of more more a significant number more number of touches, significantly more touches per game. There you go. Um, yeah. Then then I think he has been. So again, I, I'm 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 firmly in the camp of let's keep DA and see what a new coach does with him, and and ultimately, if I'm wrong about that, I'm wrong about it. But I I'm, I'm I still can't. Like, I know it's two years ago now. I still can't shake that that playoff run two two years ago when when he was fully locked in and engaged and was just a force everywhere. That doesn't just eviscerate. That doesn't go away. And 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 it's got to be there somewhere. Someone just needs to unlock it. Well, off the back of off the back of that, we'll go straight into some of the rumors that have been floating around around trades. And I think the the biggest one that has been around in recent days is the talk of uh, Portland looking to move pick three, uh, and the potential of a trade with DeAndre Ayton going over to Portland. I know Dame Lillard strengthened that one when he liked a tweet that said DA should go to Portland and win a chip with Dame. Um, I think I've seen some different alliterations of this trade, one including Nurkic, uh, one including Jeremy Grant. Again, I don't see how we're going to see a pick three and a Jeremy Grant get traded to Phoenix for DeAndre Ayton. Um, I can't see how Portland would accept something like that. It's going to take a hell of a lot more. Um, but obviously the rumours at the moment around that pick three is the potential of Scoot Henderson. Um, now, I know... Uh, Boyd, you said that Scoot is going to go too. I don't actually see Scoot going to. Um, Charlotte's got picked two, and they're not going to—they're not going to pick Scoot Henderson to play with Lamelo Ball. I, I just can't see how that's going to happen. It's—I it, don't same, think it'll fit. Same, for the same reason, the Warriors didn't pick Lamelo Ball. Correct, because he would have had to have played with Steph Curry. Um, so I, I actually think they'll take—is uh, it? What's that other guy's name that everyone's talking up now, the small forward? From Alabama, Miller. I forget. From Alabama, yeah. yeah. Um, can't Miller? remember his name. Gone blank. Yeah, Miller. Miller. So I could see – I think Charlotte's more likely to take Miller than they are Scoot Henderson at this point, which means that Scoot Henderson is firmly planted at pick three. And when you're looking at Portland with Dame Lillard and even Anthony Simons, are they going to take a Scoot Henderson or – are they going to trade for pieces around Dame, which is what Dame wants? Yeah, so as far as that um, 
number two not being Scoot, the conversation goes. I think I don't think Charlotte are in a position to not take the best uh, possible asset as perceived by the league, even if it is just to be moved on um, later on. I just don't think that they're not in a major rush to compete, uh, to contend next season. So even if Scoot turns into a, a trade that gets them something of significant value throughout the season, um, I, I see them sort of moving. I just think that the gap between Scoot and Miller is is, is too large for it to be overlooked. For a roster like fit Charlotte. wise, though, roster fit wise. No, no, no. no I'm not saying. I'm Charlotte. not saying Scoot's the answer for them on the court throughout the season. I'm just saying that there's just there's just too much of a um, of a talent sort of gap between them two players and the perceived league value of them two players. I think that I think Charlotte could do something really could get something much better down the track with that um, with that scoot contract. My and I think I think this is a good point too. If Charlotte do end up taking scoot, um, Rogier does become redundant, and the the potential for a trade for Rogier is much higher, right? And he's a name that's been mentioned with the Suns frequently. Scary Terry, did I miss anything? I remember Earl Watson having a way higher voice than, than you know, Earl Watson did. Though. That was weird. Fake news. Hey, hey if, <laughs> if, 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 if we could get the, if we can get the number three pick, but I, I, I don't disagree with Boyd. I think the, the, the gap to, like talent wise between Scoot and Miller is huge. Um, but I still think that he's going to be that three, and if that's the case, I would absolutely trade DA and filler, whatever. Do you think it's? Um, trade do you think it's period. a period? Yeah, I would too. But do you think there's a realistic <laughs> chance for us? Do you think Portland would consider that trade around DA for a pick three? Not on his current um, performance, DA. I don't. Well, I think we're really overblowing his value. Um, especially in this um, the top end of this draft, um, I've I've heard I've heard people saying that like there's a there's a pretty good feeling around the league that a lot of DA's issues are money. Well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. And, and there's plenty floating around about that, right? But I still don't think I, I, I think I still think Portland would be crazy to do. I mean, how's it all? I, I think I it do has too. To I mean, how long's Dame? How long's Dame? actually got left I mean I could see I could see Portland looking more at taking Scoot at three if he's available and moving Anthony Simons <coughs> um, and trying to strengthen their wing I, I think that's probably more likely the way that Portland goes but in saying that if they do have a real interest in DA which the talk is that they have um, then the opportunities there if it fits the Portland roster, potentially they're going to look at that pick three. DA is still only young, right? He's not even anywhere near his his peak. No, for sure not. Look, hopefully, look, I I sincerely hope that he does. Uh, if if DA is a trade chip we're looking at, I hope that he's everyone views him like with that value. I mean, obviously, but I just. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much can we... I'm also a fucking Monty apologist and a fucking um, his defense attorney, you might say. So I um, look. I, I just think um, you know if 
I just don't think I think that's overblown. The fact that that level of play was because of Monty. Um, but yeah, I could I could be fucking horribly wrong, and I hope I am. Just I think for you that, are, to be honest, just for that, uh, I, just for that tantalising um, um, third. Midges, Midges put it here. Do you think Monty's firing was partly due to not being able to coach DA? Yes, I I, I think that was absolutely a factor. Well, what's hey, the strangest thing to me about Monty is that his what we knew him for was locker room culture. He wanted to be like every player's like mentor. Um, you know, best friend, like like the connections that he was having with a lot of these guys. Kevin Durant referenced it as like a reason why he was excited to come to Phoenix, not just Devin Booker and Chris Paul, but he likes Monty. Chris Paul liked Monty, and obviously Booker did as well. But then as been has been referenced, like Monty, when your biggest strength is your ability to communicate and like befriend these players, and you don't talk all offseason to DeAndre Ayton. Um, I don't think any of us were buying it that, you know, that whole like, oh, yeah, they didn't talk at all. Oh, no, that's just something we said because we didn't want to keep talking about it. That was the worst way to handle that (laughs) discussion at all. Um, And so I think to me that was the most disappointing thing. So I definitely think there is that possibility that Monty just could not coach D.A. But, you know, maybe it was just he he was never very big on having a big center in Phoenix. I mean, uh, or, or, you know, playing anything in the post, it was always just keep swinging the ball around. And unfortunately in the playoffs that for this year, it led to just KD and Booker and, and every other player being so nervous that I, I think Justin was on your guys's pod that it, uh, you guys talked about a Kogi throwing grenades to Kevin Durant, just being like, here, you shoot it now at, at the very last second. I mean, and, and that's because the they were all kind of getting psyched out. Wide open. He's, oh yeah. God! Poor Kogi. Yeah. I like that. That I felt bad for him at that point. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so Portland, we we all think there's a potential possibility, but maybe not the highest um, possibility of of the moves. But um, there's certainly some interest there. Next one, uh, the other team that has a massive amount of interest in DA is the Dallas Mavericks. We all know that Kyrie's not signing an extension there. Um, and the talk is around a potential trade with DA uh, or a sign and trade with DA and Kyrie. Thoughts on that? And let's go with you first, Boyd. Yeah, I can make up one morning and be like, okay, yeah, okay, let's do it. But I, uh, I don't want Kyrie ultimately, and I just don't see it ending well. So if there is another <coughs> deal apart from that, Gavin did not like that. He was not supporting He's back. Here we go. Okay. Jake, thoughts? Well, I was going to say, Boyd, I think uh, Gavin tried to mute you as soon as you said that you were not a big Kyrie supporter. So watch. uh, He's going to mute me now. But, uh, no, I just – I don't see any place Kyrie has been over, what, his last seven years that uh, he's done well enough to to make it worthwhile. I'd rather – uh, roll the dice again on a DA season, or not really necessarily DA season. Somebody else besides Kyrie Irving. I get that he's a good shooter, um, but it's just I don't know. It's it's he would make for a very strange locker room. And I one of the reasons why I was very excited with Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and the Suns when we went up against the Bucks, and then obviously we had the best record last year was it was really easy to cheer for these guys, not just because they were good players, but because a lot of them like it was just a fun looking team they they look like they were having fun with each other Kyrie and and for that matter it might come up later James Harden look like the kind of guys that are just going to be like 
hey, you'll catch me at the club in Scottsdale. Otherwise, I, uh, otherwise I want nothing to do with you uh, while uh, you know the season's going on. Justin, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a hard no on Kyrie, man. Um, I, I, I can't get behind him. Just all the, all the crap that he's had recently, but. Also, dude, let's just look at the path of destruction that he's left behind all these franchises, right? It's the track record is not pretty. Um, and and I, I, I've gotten to the point now with this team where I, whenever I think about a player being on the team, I think, how's that, how's that player going to jive with book, right? And, and to Jake's point, I, 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 I don't see that being a, a, Great relationship, and I, I I know nothing of it. Maybe they're buddies. I am afraid. Who knows? But it, it doesn't seem like the like, like Damon book sounds beautiful. Kyrian book doesn't sound beautiful, right? Well, uh, I think uh, yeah, and you touched on it there, Jake. Um, and I don't think this one will take long at all. James Harden. No. Well, gosh, he just. If we're disappointed with the Suns, um, now yeah, it's good. Shat in the bed, uh, as the Aussies would say, at the end of uh, you know, in, in playoff elimination games, we are going to be so pissed when Harden's on our team because what the last two or three years has just been him being like, you know what, I'm shooting two for fifteen, and so I'm basically done for the game. Boy, okay, so Harden. I would prefer over Kyrie all day, every day. Now, part of the part of the reason is is that we've seen um, Harden be able to morph himself into a into somewhat of a pass first guy um, um, at Philadelphia um, with Joel Embiid, of course. You know, we've seen him be able to. Yeah, he's got that scoring ability as well. But I, whilst the answer is. Um, um, and it's nice, but no thanks. I um I would one thousand percent prefer it over Kyrie. I don't think it. I don't think it happens. How does that actually happen in a sign and trade with um Philly? What would they? What would they? Um, that's the, and, and that, that was that's what I was going to bring up. Is the fact of the matter is that it'd have to be a sign and trade with DA. And what are Philly going to do unless Embiid asks out? Well, Dan Duarte did say this is going to be the summer of Embiid. But he said that a few months ago, so I don't know if he was serious at the time. Justin? What, Kyrie? Didn't I already answer that? No, Harden. I mean, Harden. 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 Oh, I already answered that too. Remember I said no. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> very short. Fantastic. Yeah. The, uh, the other one that is being prevalent, which was brought up by Gambo, was Malcolm Brogdon from the Celtics. Well, the Celtics uh, yeah, can- yeah. Oh, go ahead, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. So, so what? How do you see this constructed, Gav? Like, is he, is he, um, is he got a player option, or what's his what's his contract um, deal at the moment? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I just saw that uh, Gambo came out and said that the Suns were very interested in trading for Malcolm Brogdon. Okay, um, so it's a trade. To be honest, I haven't done I haven't done any research on it. Let me quickly look it up now. What his contract? Brogdon's is on about while you talk low twenties. Brogdon. Brogdon's on about low twenties. He's got a um, he's got a bit of a injury um, riddled um, past. But look, I like what he gives you. He's not a needy player, and he's very um, yeah, he's good on both both ends of the court. And 
So look, I think he's at he's nice. Got, he's got two years. He's got two years left, both guaranteed at twenty-two yep. and a half mil. Yeah, yeah, low twenties. Yeah. So look, I I see that I see that as a fit. Unlikely though. I just don't see. I wouldn't want to move DA for him. I wouldn't want to move. Um, I don't think Chris Paul gets moved for him. Um, however, yeah, look, I do like Malcolm Brogdon. Um, would be lovely, but it'd have to be probably a, a move around a couple of our sort of fringe pieces and maybe a pick swap because that's all we can do. Um, but yeah, look, um, are they looking at getting rid of him? Is that the is 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 there a want from the Celtics to move on from Malcolm? I tell you right now, if they lose this this. Uh... Eastern Conference Finals, I think there's a very, very big chance that the Celtics will look to move Malcolm Brogdon for a big. Will uh, For a big. So you're thinking DA. So you're not – I can't throw in Shamit, Cameron Payne, and a pick swap in 20-fucking-43? No, I can't do that? Okay. No. No, I'd no. say it's probably unlikely that that would happen. It'd, it'd probably be bigger than that. Uh, personally, I'd be looking at Chris Paul if it was. Um whether or not Marcus Smart stays there as well. Um, there's been rumours about the potential of Marcus Smart leaving as well. But, um, yeah, uh, the details of how that would work, who knows? I think that'll sort of kick up and ramp up once trade period opens up. But, um, yeah, I'm just uh, just throwing out there the major rumours that I've heard so far, and Brogdon was one of them. So, Jake, what's your thoughts on Brogdon? You know, I'll be honest, I haven't seen him do a, a ton in Boston this year. Uh, I did like his game when I could see a little bit of him in Indiana. Um, I I don't understand how the Miami Heat are doing what they're doing. Um, so I just take a quick second to say they're without their third leading scorer in Tyler Hero, who is also doing like 35 minutes a game regular season, beats Giannis in the Bucks. Granted, Giannis, what, missed a game, game and a half? Then they beat the Knicks who were also favored. Now they're up two games over the Boston Celtics, who Vegas had basically just walking into the uh, uh, the finals uh, as soon as the Bucks went down and then beat both the white games too. Yeah, and so you're, you're right. I think I think they're going to take a long look at the team. Although I could also see. I mean, you mentioned a big. I could see a Chris Paul type trade because one of the big knocks on uh, Malcolm and uh, Marcus Smart is that they're both kind of better two guards um, and good defenders, but they still don't have the distributor. And if you look at Jason Tatum and especially uh, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown is like averaging like five turnovers a game in these playoffs. I mean, he's he's really should not be uh, – I heard – I think uh, Eddie Johnson or somebody was talking about how like he basically he's, – he's like a high school kid when he's trying to dribble and drive the ball. I mean, he just looks a little bit uncoordinated still for the the level he should be playing at. So I could very much see, hey, let's bring in Chris Paul. We know he could get injured. That's why we got Marcus Smart uh, there to back him up. But we need somebody that's a little bit more of a ball handler creator so we can just set up Jalen and uh, uh, Tatum uh, and actually get some shots. Because that was the other thing with Tatum But last season and a little bit this playoffs is inefficiencies. The guy has to work his tail off to try and get a shot. So I could see like a CP3 swap for like a Malcolm Brogdon type deal and maybe something else. Uh, Robert Williams, so, uh, I don't know. Brogdon, Brogdon did um, win the sixth man of the year this year. So he had a had a pretty solid season this season for the Celts. Uh, Justin. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't really put much thought into him, but I, I, I like Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I don't know how, I guess it would depend on how that trade looks, like who it's going to be, right? Because, again, that's not that's not one where I see it being like a DA move. Um, if it's, if it's going to be a move where it's to kind of come off that CP3 contract and, and we manage to get Brogdon back and, and whatever filler, I'd, I'd be down for it. I mean, that's, that's you, you can't say no to that. I mean, right? Because maybe maybe it's a Robert Williams. That's beautiful. But I don't know. I, I guess it depends on the, you know. We'll see what the Celtics do this year, right? If they if they if they get bounced right now, then it, it'll be more likely that perhaps they make some type of move like that. I'll even sweeten the deal. I'll throw Landry Shamit in there too, and oh, yeah. <laughs> just get it done. That way, they guarantee uh, any, themselves a second round appearance. Exactly. Any other um, any other rumors you guys have heard that you'd like to talk about with trades? Well, not so much rumor, but uh, uh, that I've been hearing a lot of. And don't worry, it won't be um, uh, what what Coach uh, Watson was talking about with Patrick Ewing. Although I, I also stand for that. I think it's a great idea. But um, no, uh, his name gets thrown around just like Damian Lillard's does. Uh, I feel like every year, and that's. Bradley Beal, would we be interested in seeing Bradley show up? Uh, because again, it, you start to look at the teams that really underperform and you take a look at some of their best players and you think, okay, does the team want to just pull a thunder and just say, okay, we got a plan for the future here and let's offload these guys. Obviously Beal has uh, a, a trade, um, a no trade clause or a, a, a trade clause, but I think he would be interested in teaming up with you know, some stars in Phoenix too, if that was something we were interested in, but I don't know if it would fit. What do you guys think? I, I feel like Beal is, if you're going to pair a scoring guard with book, he needs to be able to distribute the ball more than Beal does. Um, that would be my, my holdup because, you know, it's, it's almost like you're going to take the playmaking abilities of both book and that other guard to effectively create a full full point guard right it's like they're each kind of sharing the duty um i just don't see Beal as that 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 guy that would would come in and be able to kind of do that and, and maybe i'm wrong about him but i don't think i don't think that's that's necessarily in his repertoire i think with yeah. um personally i think with kd coming in um that made Beal completely unlikely um the th- a third heavy type scorer uh, guy that needs the ball in his hands type player. I, I'm not sure that that's where we're looking. And his contract, and Howard said it here, his contract is really, really not nice. Yeah. Um, I think he's still got sort of two or three years left at over 45 mil. So it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it's a no on Bill for me, just similar to what Justin was saying. But um, if, if DeJounte Murray is still... Um, um, not content in Atlanta. I think I saw his name pop up in the chat before. Um, that's a guy. That's a guy I'd be fucking all in for if we could. He's a guy. Make it happen. He's a guy. He's a nice guy. Beautiful, I think we're, um, um, beautiful guy. I think you're more likely to see at the moment uh, if the rumors are rumor mills are true. I think you're more likely to see Trey Young out of Atlanta than Dejounte Murray. Talk about a fall from grace there, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, we know Dervish of World would love to see Trey Young uh, yeah. in the Valley leading the Suns. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Bill's contract. Um, he's still got four years left, and it's 46, 50, yeah. 53, 57. Oh, 
brutal. So we'll talk about um, we'll talk about probably some free agents on our next and on our next one. But the names are still going to keep coming up. Guys like Kuzma, guys like uh, Hachimura. Um, we're going to we're going to see plenty of talk about them over the coming weeks as well. So that's uh, that's pretty much it for the the player rumours at the moment. We're, we're obviously we're all going to be talking about this for weeks and weeks to come. Um, next on the agenda is probably one of our more important topics to talk about. I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with, Jake? Uh, that's going to be uh, one Mr. Jimmy Buckets, uh, because although he's blown up uh, several of my uh, playoff bets uh, this year, um, my goodness, it is kind of amazing to watch a team with injuries, um, really a team that was ready to get knocked out of the play-in tournament, um, show up in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals and be up two games uh, it's just kind of really amazing to see, and it's just the guy is just—I don't know—he's—he's he's killing Vegas, and I just kind of love to see it. Jay, uh, Justin, who do you want to have a beer with? James Jones, because I want to be like, bro, what the hell are you gonna do this summer? Like, what are you thinking? Because, yeah, I like, like, what is he doing? Right? Is he sitting around like? And like, like just like us, be like, well, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could ask these guys about this, dude. Hmm. But you, you got to think he's 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 got some specific targets, some ideas in mind. I would love to know exactly what's uh, what's out there because I mean, what do we have right now? Like, literally, can't have anything even close to official right now because the season's still going. So everything that's out there is such conjecture. Uh, the only way to really know, I feel, is is, is to get it right from him. So that, that that'd be my guy. I think. Boyd, who do you want to have a beer with? I want to have a beer with Coda Kid because he's always there for us. Fucking seems like a top bloke. He's a DA stand, and look, I've been I've been a DA stand for a for a long time, and I've been I've been off him for a little bit, not publicly, but and then I've been back on him. But um, yeah, I reckon Coda Kid can um can reinvigorate my love for DA and 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 extend it for years to come. So. We can just stroke DA all fucking day and night long. Coda Kid. Lovely. You want Coda to reinvigorate you? Oh, yeah, I do. And stroke DA. I do. And, and stroke him, yeah. Um, I, I, this week, would love to have a beer with Monty Williams. Um, he was fired just after we potted last. Um, just to say thanks, Monty, for helping turn around the culture. Um, even though I thought you, you needed to get the arse, uh, what you and James Jones did turned us around from depressed Suns fans winning 18 games in a season to now being an NBA championship contender. So um, just want to have a beer with Monty and say thanks. Hey, Gav. And good luck wherever you end up because you've deserved to get sacked. Yeah, boy. Gavin, um, you had a work function and you had a fucking beer with the Suns gorilla. Did you I tell did. The guys? I did. I did. No, I don't think I did tell the guys. But um, we held a uh, on my recent trip up to Brisbane. We held a networking event um, at a conference we were at, and one of the guys came up to me and asked me if I was the uh, Aussie Suns fans on Twitter, um, and then said uh, I was the uh, backup Phoenix Gorilla. 
um, and was the Phoenix for a couple of years, and then the uh, Diamondbacks mascot for multiple years. Um, What's his name? uh, His name is Gorilla. You want me to remember this? Jake. Jake, Actually, I think his name might be Jake. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's uh, we're, we're clowns, you know, and... amusement for children of all ages. <laughs> he's out there on Twitter, and um, it, that was awesome. I just got to have a chat with him. He showed me some photos of and videos of some of the things he's been doing, uh, or that he had been doing as the mascot. Um, so that was pretty cool out here in Australia to jump in. Does you know, he, or catch does up he live here now? No, no, he was over for the event. Um, he's yeah, okay. from Phoenix. He, he lives in Phoenix still. Um, and yeah, just, uh, it was, it was really cool to catch up. Although he's, uh, he is a mate with Lisa's, I believe. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what but anyway, that was, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Up next. Time for the flog of the week, and trust me, they are ugly. Very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. And off the back of this, I'm not calling him this, but his name was Zach. Zach Hall was was the guy's name. Um, who's your flog of the week there, Jake? Ooh. Um, you know, I, I guess I, I'm going to have to go with uh... – Oh shoot! Now there, there's so many names flying th- through my mind right now, but I'm just gonna go with uh, Jason Tatum because that the hype that that uh, the NBA media gives to the East Coast teams, to the Boston Celtics, to Tatum in general, that uh, I feel like Booker's finally started to get re- a lot of respect, of course. But like, you know, it was it was very much Tatum. There were so many people on Tatum uh, for this year and last, and he's just not delivering. And I hope that if they do end up losing the series, which it looks like they will, we can just bring him down a peg and not make him seem like he's the, the next, uh, you know, the next era of uh, professional basketball. Justin. You. Yes. <laughs> I knew Gavin is my blog of the week. Enough. Because last Saturday night, Gavin messages me and he's like, yo, Hop on the pod tonight, and I'm like, yeah, man, absolutely. He's like nine o'clock Arizona time. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, my bad, it's actually ten o'clock Arizona time. I'm like, all right, bro, that's fine, no big deal, I can make that. Then ten o'clock Arizona time rolls around, nothing, nothing, nothing. I go to sleep. I believe it was at eleven thirty-seven p.m. He sends a message. He's like, you ready, <laughs> bro? I was not ready. I was asleep. And then, and then we have not gone over this part yet. And then you guys, you didn't even ask me when you actually recorded to come on. I was so excited to talk about Monty then. I guess I got it all out that today. Was, but that was Boyd's fault. For that, Gavin, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> that's, um, that's fair enough. But in my defense, I It was Mother's Day and your wife was gone. Yes. In my defense, I sent out a message. You said yes. We were chasing Boyd. I sent out the link. I got on and sat there for 15 minutes waiting for everyone. You disappeared for an hour. And then I had to reschedule it. And then my wife oh. had to open up presents. That's an absolute so lie. It's not a lie. I sat there for 15 minutes. And, then, saying, and then you sat in there John for 15 Boyd, minutes when you, were, when, 
when you were an hour late? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. I'm I'm talking about originally when we sent when I sent it out and you said, "Yeah, I'm keen." I sent out a link straight away. Well, it might have been ten minutes later, and went in there and I said, "I'm on now. If you want to go." And then Voido came in and went, well, Jam Session's going to go. And I went, well, Justin hasn't answered me, so fuck it. I'll go on Jam Session. He does lie a lot, Justin. He lies a lot, yeah, but he, he he likes to call <laughs> go it. Back, um, go back and look at the messages. Fabricating and his own truth. That's it. Go that's back, it. look at the evidence, and then apologize. Boyd, who's your flog of the week? Um, it's all the GMs fucking their coaches off. Um, and Dan Duarte as well. I sneak that one in there too, just because he he took some fucking shots at me, which is uh, it's all good fun. But yeah, yeah, that's my little my little blowback. He Dan talks a lot of sense, and it hurts me deep deeply when he doesn't agree with me. So just for not agreeing with me, Dan, just fucking uh, flog away, my friend. My flog of the week this week is the NBA. Can we stop giving fucking the San Antonio Spurs generational fucking big guys? <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going to happen? He'll sit out the whole year with an injury like Chet Holmgren and like fucking Embiid did and blah, blah, blah. The Spurs will tank again next year. They'll get another number one pick and they'll end up with their twin towers all over again. Just NBA, please, just stop. All right, stop. Hey, there's a the trade option. Kel- Keldon Johnson from the Spurs. You know he's getting shipped out as soon as he can. The only guy that can score a bucket on that team right now. Uh, and They do not want him scoring a single bucket next season. Yeah, Maybe I shouldn't let Justin go back through that. those messages. <laughs> That's, um, what he's doing. That's what he's doing there. <laughs> he is, he's putting angry faces on my messages now. Um, guys, thank you very much for jumping on. I do have to go and watch my son play football. Uh, last comments, all that sort of stuff. Jake, you go first. Last comments, where, where can we find you? All that good, fun stuff. Yeah, you can find me at Fallen Founder on Twitter. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to the Australian uh, version of Espo that you guys found. I did not know there was a, such a doppelganger yes. out there. I don't think he spoke the entire time he was on the show. Uh, <laughs> kind of scared me. So he's not like Espo in that regard. But you did get the fitting image of the man. And that is very impressive. I think uh, we're was- training him. We're training him. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Boyd, last um, comments. Last comments. Hey, Jake, I just I shared his fucking Twitter handle. He's just um, started it back up. Go and give him a follow. Okay. Who's that? Follow who? The Aussie Aussie Espo. The Aussie Espo. He's back on Twitter. And um and also just go and check it out on Boyd's Twitter. Gavin, thank you for the jersey, my uh, present. I finally got it, and I'm wearing it today. Thank you very much, sir. You're very welcome, mate. And happy birthday for seven months ago. Um, Justin, last comments. Uh, where do we find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay. Says it right there. And our pod, Fanning the Flames, on com at Fan the Flames NBA. Follow my boys, Paul at Dervish of World, Dan Duarte at Dan Duarte One. I went back and looked at our chat. It does not bode well for you, Gavin, just for the record. It does so. Oh yeah! Um, shout out, shout later. out, um, shout out, Park Park Main too. Um, great band. I'll get them back on. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, follow us at Aussie Suns fans. Like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Our subscribers have been going up, so thank you to everyone who's going in there and 
uh, doing us that solid and um, helping us Gavin, build Gavin's making a lot of uh, the, the network, I suppose. I'm making a lot yep. of burner email, burner YouTube accounts. Um, I've got to try and push us up to that thousand. Um, thank you to everybody who joined us here live in the chat today. Um, hopefully, over the off season, we're going to get plenty of these. We'll get these guys back on um, and just enjoy what we're going to do over the next uh, next couple of weeks. Boyd, go fuck yourself. We're not here to fuck spiders. We'll see you next week. Championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing.